Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, it's Ashley Rogers here again. Uh, So this new episode uh, just kind of happened by chance because I was recently at a writer's retreat uh, called Writer's Weekend. It was out in New Hampshire at the Copper Top Inn. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the the show. And yeah, my friend Robin Bennis uh, happened to be there with me. So I asked her if she wanted to record an episode and we found about an hour of time that we could sit down and do the episode. One thing that we don't mention is that Robin has a short story called The Princess and the Dragon, and that's in the Swords, Sorcery, and Self-Rescuing Damsels anthology, which sounds like a great title. Um, so that I believe will be coming out soon. I'm not sure what press, but you can find more from Robin. She also has her new book, which is coming out, which she is self-publishing called The Devil's Guide to Managing Difficult People. And of course, you can see her books By Fire Above and the first book in that series, The Guns Above, out through Tor Books. Um, the, just full disclosure, my wife is her editor, but, uh, they're all wonderful people and honestly just amazing stuff. And I'm, I'm so happy to have Robin on because I, I met her in Detroit back when I did my first scowl match with, uh, with my good friend, Rachel and Robin actually stepped in and was our special guest referee at the show in Cincinnati that we did. So Robin has just become a a very dear friend, so I'm very happy to have her on the show. We're talking about the IT crowd. There's a lot that we go into, and this episode, I will mention this, but I completely forgot that this entire plotline existed in this episode. It's rough. Um... There's a lot of things that I know that we put the the stock intro in the beginning to be looking out for things, but uh, there's there's a lot of just garbage that we go into with Graham Lynham and a lot of anti-trans rhetoric and a lot of anti-trans language. So if that is something that is uh, something you need to prep for, just uh, maybe take pause the episode, listen to something nice if you need to, do it in chunks. That's totally fine. Yeah, just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Uh, I have a couple of things coming up. I'm going to be part of the Paper Crane, which is a sort of developmental performance group that meets once a month at the Crane Theater in New York City, and I'm going to be presenting a new Scowl fight. Uh, I can't tell you much more about it other than there are going to be some uh, favorite Scowl presenters there. And that's going to be on a night of other material. There's also going to be that particular fight we are going to perform again uh, as part of the Stonewall 50 celebration at the Rattlestick. Uh, that is going to be coming up in the at the end of June. Uh, Paper Crane is June... Let me find the exact date, but that is going to be on June 19th, and that's in favor of Worldwide Pride. Uh, and the one for TransLab, we're still waiting to confirm absolutely the date, but it's looking like it's going to be June 24th. We'll keep you updated if that changes on the website, uh, but we're going to be doing a bunch of short pieces as part of the Trans Theater Lab. So, 
without further ado, here's Robin and I talking about the IT crowd. Also, if you want more information about the Writer's Retreat that we were both a part of, you can go to writersweekend.com. We're hoping to do another one next year. That is what the uh, producers and uh, coordinators have said. They're, they're definitely hoping to do more events. So keep in mind, it was a really fun experience, and it was great to see a lot of really awesome people. Hello again, my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I am the producer and creator of the Is a Transphobic podcast, and today I am being joined by my good friend... Robin Bennis. Fantastic. And what pronouns do you use, Robin? I use she, her. Awesome. I use she, her, or they, them. Woo! So we're talking about the IT crowd. Now this was one that you requested when I said, hey, Robin, we're going to be at this uh, writer's retreat. We're coming to a writer's retreat organized by my friend Karen uh, at the Copper Top Inn and Retreat Center. Uh, and I wanted to know, like, why IT Crowd? What was it about this piece that you were just like, oh my gosh, I, I really want to tackle IT Crowd? Wow, oh, so when you're trans, mm-hmm. um, um, as you may know... <laughs> I, I don't. Tell me about it. <laughs> Let me explain it to you. Um, you will be watching a wonderful television program. Mm-hmm. Um, you may also know something about that, uh, based on your podcasting history. Um, <laughs> And you'll be enjoying it. You'll essentially just be walking through fields of daisies um, as you enjoy this program. And then you will get to an episode uh, that is just like stepping on a landmine. And it's the episode where they deal with trans people. Uh, And I think more than most um, television shows, the IT crowd's trans episode really got to me. It really Mm. got under my skin. Uh, to the point where, when I'm re-watching it, I almost never watch this episode. I rarely skip episodes on rewatch of anything. I'm a very much completist, even the second, and third, and fourth, and fifth time around. This is one that I very consistently skip. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta tell you, it has probably one of my most remembered, like, B-plots. Like, I don't remember which one's the A, B, or C plot, <laughs> but, like, the, the, the B-plot of this episode. So let's kind of go through what happens in this episode. Okay. But, like, the, the, but I will say, just, like, as we're going through it, the B-plot of this episode is one of my favorite moments in the series. Um, but, yeah, so, so how does this... And the other thing that you should know is Robin took extensive notes... I took a number of notes, and they're on my phone, which is over there, being used to live stream. Hello, phone! So, it's in the back of my brain. Hello, people in the phone. Hello, phone. Where brain. are the people now? Are they are they up there, or are they down here? Um, I would say go up here. Yes. Occasionally, you can look down. Okay, hello, but definitely people. Go up These here. are the people um, we're paying? Yes. Hello, people. You're better. <laughs> You're better than you. You're also wonderful because you support our Facebook group. But just being nice. And the other thing is, we're also we're also joined by a number of people who you might hear laughing, and that's totally fine. They absolutely should feel like they can laugh if they want to laugh. Um, who are part of this retreat as well? Who we've invited to be audience members? Uh, so this is technically our second live show that we've done. So this is awesome. Um, so. Yeah, let's talk about the episode. What are what are the like the basic beats of the episode? Like, what are we seeing? Uh, so in the I um, I would call it the A plot, but you're calling it the B plot. So yeah. I will I will I will accede to your uh, inferior. You know, I think it's just because we're so focused on <laughs> this plot as being like let's let's keep it the A plot. The A plot is good. The B plot is bad. Okay, that's how we'll remember that. A good, B bad. Yep. Um, and some animals are more equal than others. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, so the A-plot is that uh, Jen, 
who is the clueless IT manager at uh, Reinholm Industries, mm -hmm. uh, has one employee of the month, it turns out by random, mm -hmm. uh, simply by a random <laughs> drawing, but she's letting it go to her head. So Roy and Moss, the IT people, the clueless, uh, socially awkward IT people who mm -hmm. actually know how to fix things, uh, bring her a toaster-sized black box with a flashing light on the top and tell her it's the internet. And so she brings it to a meeting of the shareholders uh, and gives a speech and shows off the internet. Uh, and it is a delight. And the thing is, they think this is going to be like the, the rib of a lifetime. They think this is going to be the thing that like, oh, she's going to be, they're going to laugh at her. But the thing is, all of these people, all of these executives are just as clueless as she is about how the internet works and how technology works. <laughs> so they're sitting in the audience and they're applauding her. And the two of them are just like, And it's, it's just a delightful, and this is the plot that I remembered from this mm -hmm. episode, because I think I put the other plot line just yep. away and tried not to think about it at all. Lock it in a box. Yep, just lock it in a box. Throw it into the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. But, uh, uh, so, what happens in the B plot of this episode, Robin? Help us out. So, well, in the B plot, yeah. uh, Douglas Reinholm mm -hmm. is the new CEO of this company after his father jumped out a window. Douglas, by the way, is portrayed by, uh, I know you have the actor's name there, but he's part of what we do in the shadows, both the movie as well as the TV mm -hmm. show. Uh, his star has been rising as yes. of late, and I do love his work, mm -hmm. but... Whew. Yeah, that is Matt Berry. Matt Berry. And yeah. he was on, also on Community in Dark Place. That's right. Two yep. of my favorites mm -hmm. as well. Yep. So... Um, so yeah. Funny guy. But yeah, yeah he's great. Um, and so he's playing his clueless rich guy act. Uh, he is being interviewed by April Shepard, who is a perfect, uh, perfectly smooth-skinned uh, <laughs> reporter for, I believe it's Rich's Magazine, yep. and they are naming Douglas the Man of the Year. Um, Douglas, as he is being interviewed, is quietly sketching April in charcoal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unseen to the audience, and this is a great gag. Um, I, I think so because I have a very crude sense of humor. Um, <laughs> yep, we right, don't yeah. see what he's drawing. She asks to see it, and you know you're expecting like a Titanic moment. Um, you know, draw me like one of your French girls. Mm -hmm. And his drawing is a stick figure with gigantic breasts down to its ankles. Mm -hmm. um, Which, just to throw that out there, nothing against the actor portraying this woman, but at the same time, that is not realistic to what her breasts look like. No, he's not. That is not at all the point of what we're talking about either. <laughs> but I just want to throw that out. It's not like this is actually realistic. This is clearly yes. like what he's seeing in his mind's eye mm -hmm. versus like what we are seeing as an audience mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. She's also not a stick figure. No, uh, she's a fully formed <laughs> human being. Um, but um, and so she's into him somehow. Um, I think she may be the only woman on the show ever who is. I might be mistaken there. There might be an episode I'm forgetting. Yep, and, and honestly, that also says a lot when we talk about more yeah. what she what she talks about. But yeah, like we'll we'll kind of put that in the back of our mind for the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so he asks her on a date, and she smiles, and then they cut away without showing her saying yes, which yep. bothered me a little. Mm -hmm. um, that may be a little bit of a nitpick, but it did bug me. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's interesting. Let's kind of like hold on to that for a moment. Yes. I know, obviously, we're going to reveal that this person reveals that she's trans, but the <laughs> hashtag like, spoilers. Oh well, I don't know what to tell you. End game. It ends <laughs> the game. Um, so we're so, but we're looking at this this person, and like th this is a common trope. This idea of like, okay, we don't need to hear every acceptance. We don't need to hear every yes. We don't need to hear every affirmation for everything on television because it's like, okay, if we're going to go there, clearly she said yes. But it is one of those things where, I don't know, I feel like, yeah, we need to kind of criticize that a lot more now. We need to kind of look at that and say like, well, we're, we are removing her ability to actually verbalize yes. that it's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, this, yeah, I want this. This is a consensual thing, mm -hmm. even if it's not a sexual nature. Yes. The, mm -hmm. the smile is enough in the episode, and there is... And, and, you know, again, maybe I'm just being too nitpicky, but it does feel like it is teaching people, especially people who don't read facial uh, expressions very well, mm -hmm. that a smile is a yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that really does bug me. That gets under my skin. Mm -hmm. So, at dinner. Uh, <laughs> so they're at dinner, and feel free to jump in if there's things oh, that I'm leaving out. But, so they're at dinner, and she says in a clumsy way that was written by clearly someone who's never met a trans person, um, I used to be a man. Yes. And now, however you, as a trans person, if you are a trans person, however you choose to hold on to your narrative, that is fine. However, that is a garbage narrative for <laughs> media. Yes. That's a garbage media narrative. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's the, it's, it is the trope, and yet yep. it is incredibly uncommon in the trans community for yep. anyone to uh, speak like that or identify like that. It does happen, yeah. um, but it's it's definitely the uh, a small minority of the trans community yeah. um, who would say, yes, I am a woman or or what have you, mm -hmm. um, and I used to be a man. It's mm -hmm. That is just not very common. And obviously, like, we're specifically talking about this character's yes. specific narrative because they are, they were assigned male at birth and they uh, transition later in life to a mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're, so we're looking at this conversation. Like, it's, I used to be a man. And that is actually specifically, we need to note that for a future quote-unquote joke. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I used to be a man. And Douglas is fine with it. What I I forget exactly what he says. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Mm -hmm. That's See, what he says. Very progressive. Oh yeah, it? it sounds very yes. progressive, doesn't it? Sound that way? Yes, it sounds <laughs> extremely progressive. Yeah. So we see a series of montages of them on dates, and it's actually like again, like it's putting you in this place where it looks like it's actually kind of progressive and they're having a good time mm -hmm. they're doing things that are what we would look at as like traditionally binary male or masculine mm -hmm. things like they're they're smoking cigars they're yeah. drinking they're throwing back drinks they're having arm wrestling arm matches wrestling, yeah. that's a thing that all trans women love to i mean i sure <laughs> me but like i i love good arm wrestling mm -hmm. match, but like <laughs> it's very clear that <laughs> They're doing this as a way to say, like, oh, this character's kind of a man-ish, yes. but not a man, but it's totally a, you know, like, he's, she's a dude. Yeah. Um, and one that you missed. Oh, a yeah. A post-coital scene, oh. in which Douglas is just a puddle <laughs> in the bed and says, oh, you really know your way around that area. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. So, and then while they're in this post-coital scene, they're having a conversation, and um, if you have it, because I don't want to ruin the, again, the, the way that this joke is phrased, if you have it there, feel free to jump in and let me know. 
but essentially, he reveals that. Um, yes. Okay. I think I can. I can. Yeah. I can jump in here and say. Um, so Douglas has fallen in love with April, or so he says. With yes. Douglas, you never know. Mm -hmm. um, but he seems to mean it. Yeah, the actor is um, definitely portraying this as a yes, real honest yes. thing. Like, the, the, he means this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and April says that she loves him too. And this is, you know, this is a beautiful story of acceptance. Mm -hmm. um, and, Doug, and April, rather, is shocked at just how well this relationship has gone. And, you know, she says, oh, I, I you know, I can't believe that, you know, I, I was worried that you'd be mad that I used to be a man. She repeats it again. Uh -huh. <laughs> just in case you missed it the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a, a comedy thing. Like, yeah. state it up front, and especially if you're not going to reveal the what the punchline is, leave it for a little while so that people yeah. see all the other stuff, mm -hmm. and then you come back to it and make sure that you repeat it again yeah. so that people remember, oh, yep, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And Douglas uh, does not react very uh, wokedly. Yeah. Uh, Douglas reveals that he originally thought that she said that she was from Iran. Not, I am a man. Mm -hmm. And he does say he used to be a man himself, so that's three so far. Mm -hmm. um, I thought you said you were from Iran. Yeah. Yep. And he cringes mm -hmm. and squeaks. Mm -hmm. uh, and like he just found out that he accidentally fucked his mom. Can I yep. say fuck your mom on this podcast? You can say allowed? fuck your mom on this okay. podcast. He yeah. reacts like no he just fucked his right mom. Now, so they're not going to tell us boo. Yes. And um, who knows, maybe you'll get a service for fucking your mom. Maybe. You know, that hey. might be, this might be the moment. I mean, hey. <laughs> You want to fuck your mom? Choose Johnson's Fuck Your Mom service. <laughs> wow. I hope that's a thing. Uh, yeah. So, so that happened. Um, and of course, at that moment, like, and here's the thing, because of the way that they actually portrayed them, as much as it was the the bullshit like mask okay. kind of storytelling of it, even though that existed. It was still like, this is a very positive thing. This looks yes. very positive. And I know that part of that was so that they could create the bait and switch, but it was an incredibly positive looking thing. And honestly, I, as a trans person, was like, this is great, actually. Why does Robin hate this episode? Yeah, yeah. You, I had seen it, had but seen like, it, I had yes. seen it before, but at the same time, I forgot. Honestly, I forgot about this plot line. I just remembered the internet. <laughs> I just remembered that the internet was a blinking box, yeah. and that all of the executives were like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how this works. It's like, I blocked this other plot line. And so it continues. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jen is giving her talk at this point. Mm -hmm. That's the A plot, the better plot. Um, and there is a fun moment that I just want to quote directly mm -hmm. from the show. Yeah. Um, and it just it just showed the juxtaposition of, of this delightful comedy versus mm -hmm. this horrible thing that's about to happen. Hashtag spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, Jen, <laughs> someone tries to take a picture of the internet, and Jen says, <laughs> if, <laughs> if anything would happen to this box, the world as we know it would fall into chaos. Planes would drop from the sky <laughs> like tables. Society would tear itself apart like an angry child with a napkin. Man's primeval instinct to survive at any cost would lead to terrible violence. So please, no flash photography. 
It's just such a great moment. I just love it. Well, and especially there's there's a big payoff with that. Yes. Uh, I, I forget if it's sparked by the other thing that is the end of the, the B plot. Yeah, the plots converge yeah. pretty soon yep. here. We're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. Alright. Yeah. I'll leave I'll leave it to uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you want to continue okay. with it again, like my my memory's a little hazy. Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, April and Douglas. Apparently April is back to interviewing him at this point. They've taken a sex mm -hmm. vacation. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> And now the interview continues. Rare for a reporter from a magazine to have like a two-part interview like that, broken up yeah. by a sexcation. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are touring a laboratory. Douglas is distracted. Uh, she asks him, what is this laboratory for? And he says, I didn't know. Um, which might just which be honestly Douglas. is just a Douglas response. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anybody knows what this company makes. No. <laughs> um, and so he breaks up with her. Uh, and he is not terrible about it. He's not god-awful about it. Yeah. Um, he says he is sad, uh, that there will be no more Steven Seagal marathons or weekend paintballing. Uh-huh. And, you know... You know what? And, yeah, exactly. As much as that is an attempt to ja uh, an attempted jab at trans women, I like Steven Seagal and Weekend Paintballing. I mean, paintballing sounds like fun. Yeah. I don't know about Steven Seagal, but uh, I do watch a lot of, like, I mean, hey, look, Steven Seagal is fine, okay? His stuff's better than his later stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Steven Seagal is a fine, fine man who makes some fine, fine cinema. Yeah. But, yeah, this was clearly, yeah. Um, so that happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, he then says, as she is saddened mm -hmm. and becomes a little bit argumentative, he says, uh, it's not you, it's me, no wait, it's not me, it's you. Just delightful. Which that's... is a Douglas response yes. in general. Like, that's the thing, if removing, so here's the thing, like, I'm, I'm just gonna play not devil's advocate, cause fuck that, but like, that I, like, <laughs> that is a very in-character response, regardless yes. of the reason that he'd be breaking up with someone. <clears throat> Yeah, Douglas so, is a total asshole. Yeah, so I'm cool with that, even though I'm not. But <laughs> I am cool with that as far as, yeah, that's in character. Mm -hmm. um, but... And I believe, uh, I'm not sure who says it how many times, but uh, the phrase, used to be a man, is repeated twice more. Yep. <sighs> that's five times now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and this is actually an interesting part of the episode. Uh, we, I, Previously in the weekend, we've been talking about the Mandela effect. Um, <laughs> yep. And this is I, I. This is something that I remember differently. Mm. Um, so in my memory, uh, Douglas becomes violent. Mm. And in hindsight, that doesn't make much sense for British television. That's right. not the kind of direction, that's not the dark and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, assaulting direction they usually take. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, it's that I skip this every time. Mm. Uh, and so I think it's probably every time I skipped it, every time I haven't seen it, it's probably gotten a little worse. Uh, and in fact, I think in the, uh, message that I sent you, I described it as a hate crime. I don't think it's a hate crime, technically, mm. what happens next, mm. uh, which is that April is so mad at Douglas for breaking up with her that she just belts him, mm -hmm. uh, and punches him across a desk. And in all fairness, again, now that we've got that, like, specifically, like, we've watched it again, it's context, mm -hmm. Jewel, uh, she does punch him because, like, yes, he broke up with her, but also he did it in such a way that, like, that's an <laughs> asshole thing to yes. say. It's very character, but, like, 
that's an asshole mm-hmm. thing to say. Yeah, like he yes. deserves a good punch. <laughs> he does. So you, do, so you do kind of like get with April immediately there. Yeah. But yeah. like, but like you say, like it's an over the top comical. Like, oh, he's clearly mm-hmm. been punched in such a way that like. We'll get into this in a moment, but like it's like a, it's like yeah. a fight between Wolverine and Superman. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's, it's so over the top. Yes, like it's it's yeah, and so then Douglas, unless I'm mistaken, Douglas replies, "You bastard," and then belts her, and then he belts her, and then she gets up, punches him. They go back and forth mm-hmm. for a little while. Now here's the thing: if you know me. A, you know I love violent story storytelling. You probably also might know that Robin here was the referee in a match that we had in Cincinnati. So you know, like trans people, uh, you doing violent storytelling is still like a thing that I enjoy. I am okay with, but at the same time, this was very much a like these people have the same type of strength, and these people yes. are like it's very clearly like this like even though she's a woman, like, this masculine type of yeah. strength. And and some of you know from first-hand experience uh, that that is not true. And some of you at least can read, you know, the internet. And, you know, for, for example, like, uh, uh, Olympic-level athletes who transition mm-hmm. uh, almost immediately start to notice a difference in their in their strength, in their in their cardiovascular endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, hormones, <laughs> hormones, are, hormones a are a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm also very sure, and I don't know this for sure. So <laughs> I'm very sure I don't know this for sure. No, but like I would be very surprised if this actor was trans. Oh, I'm. I yeah. don't know this actor. I'm ninety-nine point nine nine percent sure she yeah. is not. <laughs> yeah. So it is one of those things. Yes, there's immediately that aspect of this that is just garbage, but also the fact that they're they're telling this type of story um, mm-hmm. that involves like this kind of specific style of physical strength mm-hmm. that is just immediately like that's. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Go on though, because there's more to the episode yes. after they exchange blows. So we cut back mm-hmm. to the A plot so that it can be corrupted by the B plot. <laughs> um, like everything with this B yes. plot is. Yep. G. Jen. G. Mm-hmm. I mean the letters now. Yeah. Jen is um, just soaking, is basking, mm-hmm. rather in the adoration of the stockholders because she is just, she is the woman of the day mm-hmm. for bringing the internet in <laughs> to show them. Uh, and just as she is finishing up, April uh, is hurled through the conference room window, mm-hmm. lands in a pile of glass, and is not moving. Which it, uh, I don't know if that was a conscious choice by the director, but it has always chilled me to the bone. Mm. Just the way she does, she is completely still mm-hmm. um, as she lies in this pile of glass. That has, and you know, p- part of it, I suspect, is because I, um, you know, I have been assaulted myself, mm. uh, and there, it's hard not to <laughs> kind of see yourself in that moment mm-hmm. uh, that occurs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether the director was ignorant, or the director was stupid, or the director was just being an asshole, mm-hmm. um, but that moment just really chills the hell out of me. Yeah. And, and I think so much of the mentality, and again, like, you know, yeah, the director's not here to talk about this, but I think so much of that mentality was... Um, well, we're working with two men. 
Like, and because of that, it's like, if you were watching this as, like, if you were watching the story as two cis men having a fist fight and one goes through the window, you'd think that was badass. And, like, the, the, the joke is that this man's a woman. Um, but not a real woman. Again, I'm talking as if I am assuming the director's intent. Yeah. Um, and, because there's no other way to read that. There's no, no other way. way to read that in my opinion. Um, so, that's a thing. Uh, but it destroys the internet. Yes. <laughs> or, yeah, April <laughs> crashing through. Yes. The board members are a little shocked, but nobody moves to help her yes. either. Yes, that's what um, yep. Like yep. Nobody gets up and tries to help her. They're all mm -hmm. just sitting there. And then mm -hmm. someone notices that the internet has been crushed <laughs> by this trans woman. And, you know, if I could crush the internet, I sure would. So that is a little bit of a moment of empowerment yeah. Uh, right maybe, there. Maybe a little accidental empowerment, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so everyone starts panicking. Uh, Graham Lineham, who is the writer for this episode, and most of the episodes, the mm -hmm. ITV crowd, possibly all of them, I yeah. don't know, I didn't do all of my research. Um, mm -hmm. We cut to him and he screams, we're all gonna die. And I have a little bit of respect for that because he gave himself the most obvious and cheapest laugh line in the entire episode. Mm -hmm. and I like it when a writer can give himself <laughs> the crap line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Graham, just to throw this out also, uh, Graham has made a lot of shit comments about Yeah, he sure has. Yeah. Any any defense of any defense that he makes of this episode should be taken with a big grain of salt, uh, because we have since learned what he thinks about trans people. Yeah. Which is not good. No. Yeah. He does not have a high opinion of us. He'll tell you that he does, and yeah. then he will turn around and just just completely shit on us. He's one of those. Yeah. He's one of those people who wants to stick a finger in your face and then tell you that he's not sticking a finger in your face. Yeah. The I'm not touching you syndrome yes. of opinions. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so <laughs> then the episode ends with uh, uh, the the two IT men who I can't remember the names of, but I love Roy and Moore. Roy and Oh, uh, yeah. no, Moss, sorry. Roy and Moss, Roy I was like, wait, Moore. Roy Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Roy and Moss start laughing, and they're like, oh, okay, this is exactly what they yeah. wanted. I think there's so, a fist bump, bump yep. in there, too. Because they see good. all these executives, mm -hmm. like, going into full-blown full crisis mode. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, like, and, and that's the thing, it's a, it's a great ending of an episode. Yeah. Uh, if you just ignore most of the things you like. <laughs> um, so... And oh. then there's a credit scene as well. Oh, wait, did I stop watching? You may have stopped at the credits. Netflix oh. might take you past this if you've got it, like, on autoplay or something. Oh my gosh, tell me what happened yeah. in the credit scene. So over Do the they reveal Thanos? Douglas is, uh, yeah, Douglas uh, pulls a gauntlet out of, uh, out of a uh -huh. safe, and he yeah. says, you know, I'll do it myself. Okay. Well, no. Yeah, uh, solve world hunger somehow, yeah. yep. Douglas <laughs> is in in his bed, weeping. Um, oh, I did see this. Yep. Okay, yeah. yep, and he does seem to be genuinely broken up about April. Uh, and then the camera pans down, and we see a magazine, uh, Rich's, what, what is the magazine? Rich's magazine. Oh, uh, yep, yep, yep. And he is indeed on the cover with the subtitle, Arsehole. Yep. And we don't, that is probably what he's crying about. <laughs> Which ultimately, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, as much as that is still garbage. Yeah. Yeah, he got his. Fuck yep. him. Yeah. Fuck him. April's yeah. not dead and she wrote that article. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Happy ending? Yeah. You still you still don't get a cookie, Grandma. No. No. Like, certainly not. I'm going to take away your cookies, Grandma. Yeah. I am. But like... Yeah. 
Yeah. So let's get into the two questions that we ask every episode. Mm -hmm. uh, did you find it enjoyable? No, no. Um, I want. I, I do love the A plot, mm -hmm. but it is just absolutely soured by the B plot. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to agree, I really, like, honestly, and I still, because I don't remember, because I have watched this the whole way through, and I think I just blocked the, the B-plot out of my memory, because I don't remember it at all, and then rewatching it, it was like, I guess I remember this, but I, I loved that whole, the internet is a box, and then all of the back and forth that happened because of that, mm -hmm. and so I think I just wanted to pretend like this show wasn't problematic, even though I'm sure it was, uh, and turns out, thanks to Robin... It was. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks to Graham Lynam, it was, in all fairness. What's that? It's Robin's fault. It's Robin's fault. Thank you. Thank you, audience. That's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm yeah. just a consultant in life, yeah. so you can blame stuff on me. I won't get fired or, any, or demoted or anything. So the other what I used question. to tell everyone in biotech when I worked there, when I was a consultant. <laughs> it's like, listen, if something goes wrong, let me know so I can take the blame for it because you know I'm a consultant they the mm -hmm. worst they can do is cut my contract they yeah. can't uh, they can't demote me or fire me or anything <laughs> so uh, the other question that we ask every episode is uh, was it transphobic yes <laughs> I was going to give you the choice of using a scale, but I think I think an impassioned voice cracking yes is probably <laughs> the best answer that you could give. Eleven, um, <laughs> eleven out of ten. Yes, I I say yeah. There's one hundred percent. There's I think especially I think especially because they tried to play me and make yes. it seem like it was mm -hmm. in fact a lot more progressive than it was and then yep. find out no it was haha ha, you thought like, you were watching something progressive and yeah. you weren't Just it's like you it's like i was told hey you're we're not going to serve you hot garbage <laughs> and it's like oh okay and then I ate hot garbage. Yeah, and that's the joke. Like, and that's what well. Graham Lynham does in real life, too. He's just totally gaslighting everyone. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I can only I assume that he does. If yeah. he isn't eating hot garbage now, he will once he's in hell. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't have a lot of cold garbage in hell. But yeah, he, <laughs> he tells you that he is being progressive, yeah. and then he turns around and, and you know, sticks yeah. you with, like, you know, calling trans people Nazis, uh, yeah. which is something he really did. Uh, can yeah. I can I actually read the quote for this? Sure, just as a note to everyone listening. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of intense. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, it is. So indeed. prep yourself for a moment if you need to pause. If yeah. anyone in the room needs a moment, happy to let you walk yeah. away or do whatever you need to. Okay, sure. We've got one taker. Yep, no worries. <laughs> there we go. Alright, so whenever you are ready, take yeah. away this garbage quote. So the source for this is iNews, which I believe is some British thing. Sure. Uh, <laughs> British news organization. Sure. Um, uh, they quote him as saying, If you were around the time of something terrible happening, like Nazism, would you be one of the people who said, This is wrong, despite being opposed? End quote. Uh, Lynam later criticized the coverage of his comments by Pink News, saying, quote, When a magazine purportedly for gay people collaborates in homosexual erasure by indulging the straight fantasy that men can be lesbians, something has gone deeply wrong, end quote. Something has gone wrong, you know, i.e. equivalent to the Nazis. Mm -hmm. There are actual Nazis now. Yep. 
<laughs> and this was, out of curiosity, when was this quoted, do we know? Or if not, I'm sure we can we can link to it in the, the description. But either way, I, I remember this, and it was... Yeah, like, I do not know. Yeah, it was it was within the last, like, five years, mm -hmm. which admittedly, like, a lot of the rise of the visible Nazism, in, mm -hmm. particularly here, uh, as well as, like, a lot, as part of the Brexit movement, uh, has been within the last two years. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's it's shit like this that has led to that. Yes. It's, it's shit like this that has brought that up. It's, it's that bad faith argument of... It sounds like it could be a realistic concept. Like, oh, no, you're just not letting me speak. Oh, no, you're just not letting me make my point. Oh, no, well, you know, like, these people are like Nazis. Well, fuck you, Nazis. <laughs> not only are Nazis real, like, that's the thing. This idea of the Nazi has been, like, so distant, had been so distant. Mm -hmm. Like, that idea of, like, oh, okay, well, yeah, they exist, but they're fringe. Yeah, they exist, but they're, like, and... Fuck you if you're going to compare a group of people who would have been fucking yes. killed by the Nazis. And indeed Nazis. were. And um, indeed were. Imprisoned, mm -hmm. uh, medically abused, mm -hmm. and indeed uh, on, yeah. on some, in some cases sent to concentration camps and murder camps, yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and anyway, we could go on for a while about how Nazis are transphobic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is there going to be an episode on that? I feel like I don't need one. Is I feel it like it would just be. I feel like it would just be me saying yes, and then end of episode. Yes. It would be the shortest episode of this podcast ever. Can, can I summarize this? Sure. Yes, they're fucking Nazis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, now you have another quote that you wanted to read as uh, well, right? Well, or? so this is basically. Mm -hmm. Graham Lynham didn't, I don't think new trans people existed as far as you can tell from yeah. the internet prior to this episode. Um, this is, and so he was not actively anti-trans, uh, mm -hmm. he was not, you know, going on social media and writing, uh, you know, transphobic screeds mm -hmm. and dedicating his life to fighting trans people as he pretty much has now. Yeah. Seriously, he is at Glinner, I believe, on Twitter. Mm. Uh, uh, first of all, um, um, content was, warning, do yeah. not go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he was one of the ones that I remember, uh, when there was, like, I think it was Project Mermaid, was yes. it? Yes. Is that Project what you're Mermaid. referencing? Yeah, 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 Project Mermaid, which is a, a UK charity which was founded by the actual parents of actual trans, uh, young people, uh, who support them with a mission to embrace, empower, and educate. Uh, they were going to get, I, I believe, in fact, they eventually did get yeah. a, a half million pound grant um, for their mission. And Graham, uh, Graham Lyman uh, tried to have that grant taken away yep. uh, because he just, you know, because he hates trans people. He will tell mm -hmm. you he doesn't, but it's just his actions speak so loudly so in louder. this case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, I mean, basically, he tur I think he turned anti-trans mm -hmm. uh, because he was mad about people being mad about this episode. Yeah. Um, he, you know, like I say, he was never on record as saying much of anything that I can find about trans people until mm -hmm. after this episode aired and people criticized him on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, he has... You would think he's dedicated his life to mm -hmm. transphobia. Ninety. I looked at his Twitter. I I, I waded into his Twitter feed, mm -hmm. 
And over the course of 72 hours, that was almost all he talked about, mm. his trans people, and always in a negative fashion, although occasionally claiming that he likes, that is not transphobic, with yeah. the occasional diversion from hating trans people to tell you that he's not transphobic. Well, and, and this is one of those things where, at least to me, it's like that idea of like, I can't be racist, I don't have a, a rope. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's just like, yes. Motherfucker, you don't need to be in the clan to be racist. Like... <laughs> Mm -hmm. Anyway, but yeah, like, it's it's a very, yeah, it's, it's, your actions do speak louder than words. Yes. These actions, especially after this episode, especially after trying to literally mm -hmm. take away money that could help oh, trans yes. people experiencing homelessness yes. and trans people mm -hmm. experiencing, the, it's, it's absolutely showing your colors, so mm -hmm. to speak, if... I hope that yeah. phrase is still okay. But yeah, if not, then <laughs> I will find a better way to say that. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in, in regard, I, I just, I collected these quotes from him. I like collecting quotes from assholes. Um, he, uh, this is, this is something, I don't know, remember if I found this on his Twitter feed or not, but this is an example of kind of the gaslighting he does. Yeah. Uh, he says, quote, a lot of transgender people agree with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not transphobic. Because of this debate, because he is, end quote, because, because he, he has engaged in all this anti-trans activism, mm -hmm. we quote, I now have a number of friends who are trans, and they don't agree with this dogma. This is the famous my trans friend. Yep. Well, Not my trans friend would be appalled at the extremism of you trans people. Well, and, and especially this, this rhetoric of the trans dogma. That's absolutely <laughs> something that we hear a lot in mm -hmm. anti-trans rhetoric. Uh, and so just immediately it's like, okay, that's nice. And I'm not necessarily saying, I don't want to see the receipts. I don't want to see his trans friends coming to his defense. Because I'm sure that he does have some people that, mm -hmm. like, everyone can find a yes man. Everyone can find a yes man. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone can find a yes woman. Everyone can find a yes person. <laughs> I don't need to make that just a man. But, but everyone can find someone who will say yes from that demographic. And that's why just getting your, your, your sticker... And mm -hmm. your, your badge of like, I like, hey, this this trans person likes yeah. me. It's like, oh, that's nice that you've got a trans friend. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Did you know that, that some person? of my best friends are trans? Really? Yes. Oh. How can I be transphobic? Yeah, no, definitely mm -hmm. not. All right, so we've focused a lot on Graham Lightham as well. Uh, is there any other, like, did you come up with any other quotes that you really want to share? No, I'm just done with I, Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, have, I have like a oh, ton of quotes here, but I am also done with him. You yeah. can, uh, a short Google search if you want to abuse yourself and and, and pollute your mind <laughs> with Graham Lightham's yeah, yeah. stupid comments. Uh -huh, if you um, have a stomach for it. Yeah, they are all over the place uh, if you want them. So, uh, since we're wrapping up, uh, let's talk a little bit about, because we're, we're at this writer's retreat, uh, it's just fucking gorgeous out here. Like, it's been so long since I've been to New England, um, and we're with some really awesome people. I wanted to bring up, I just picked up this book, and I know that you've read this book, so, like, this is The Brothers Jetstream Leviathan by Zigzag Claiborne. Uh, I'm incredibly excited to start reading this. I, I have no time to read for pleasure, but I'm going to figure out some ties. This book is amazing. Yeah. It's like the Illuminatus trilogy, but but without the garbage. Mm. <laughs> um, so tell us how you want people to find you, if you want people to find you on the internet, um, and what else you're... If, tell them about your books as if well. If people need to find me, I've already told them how. <laughs> 
Fantastic. Uh, do you have a website, though? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, you can find me at www.robinbenis.com. That is R-O-B-Y-N-B as in bird, E-N-N-I-S. Uh, you can also just do a search for The Guns Above on Amazon or, or um, IndieBound or whatever your favorite uh, site for books is. Um, or uh, search for The Devil's Guide to Managing Diff Difficult People out May 21st. Available for pre-order now. Ooh. Uh, and my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers, as you probably heard. Uh, you can find me at AshleyLaurenRogers.com. You can also look for me on the Twitter at Lucretia Deerfor, L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, -E -E then the number four. Uh, is It Transphobic also has its own Twitter at Is It Transphobic. And you can become a patron on Patreon if you aren't already. If, even for just a dollar a month, you get access to uh, all the videos that we post here. This will be gone in 24 hours, Facebook. I'm looking at you. Yes, screw you, you, Facebook. Yeah, you're a much better, you're you're a awesome. much better quality video. You're the good people. And <laughs> these people down here can just go to hell. They, they don't have to go to hell. Wait, is, the wrong, is this wrong? Yeah. This is definitely wrong. This is definitely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we so, just had a vagrant off the street rushing to our studio. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Hey, it's wrong. We're not. Uh, but yeah. we, are, we, we are supportive. Uh, so support us on. So support us on uh, Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash isatransphobic, again, for even just a dollar. Uh, you two can tell us this is wrong. Uh, <laughs> the end. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you so much. Let's do something visual uh, to give them something for their money's worth on Patreon. <laughs> thank you again. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com.